Coach Harris and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. And of course, um, a lot of you probably will not be listening to this on the day that it drops, so that's okay. We're not going to talk about anything that's really going to age itself whatsoever, but hopefully everyone is having a safe Memorial Day. And also, I hope, um, whether you are listening on Monday or later in the week, that you take a moment and uh, think about what that holiday represents. So, uh, I'm Zach Blackerby, and joining me today, Lindsey Crosby. How are you, buddy? I am great because it's Chicken Parm Week, baby. It is Chicken Parm Week. Thursday, 6 to 8 o'clock p.m., eat dinner with us, crush some chicken parms at Rob's Ribs with who, Lindsey Crosby? The godfather himself, Auburn Chief of Staff, Brad LaRonda. Let's go. I can't believe this is finally happening. And uh, please, 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 whether you want to uh, donate uh, some money or if you want to bring some cans or, or, or box goods for the Food Bank of East Alabama, it's really cool for them to, to partner with us. Um, yeah, they do a ton of great work throughout East Alabama. So it's been cool to partner with them, Brad LaRondo, and Rob's Ribs. So can't wait. That is Thursday, June 3rd. Come hang out with us. Absolutely. Well, man, nothing really happened over the weekend. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay Welcome with it. Welcome to the offseason. Yeah. Welcome to the offseason. We're in the thick of it. We're in the thick of it. Did you watch any SEC baseball this weekend? Or, I mean, I was just done. After the Ole Miss game, I was just done. I I checked in and saw Vanderbilt lose. And then okay. I just spent my whole time saying, please don't let Alabama make the College World Series. Please don't let Alabama make it. Well, so. they won the softball SEC tournament. So, it seems like they win everything. Um, all right, so there's an article that I want to start the show off with, Lindsay. It's from Auburn Undercover. If you are not a member there, I highly recommend that you subscribe. They do not pay me to promote them. Uh, in fact, I pay them. Last week, my uh, my yearly annual subscription uh, hit. So you know, I, I pay them. I think it's worth every single penny. But Nathan put out an article kind of saying, hey, Auburn Summon Rollies, they are coming over the next uh Two months, June and July, one, recruiting starts back. So you're going to hear a lot of official visits coming or just guys being on campus, which is exciting because we haven't seen that in over a year. But also you're going to have guys starting to enroll again. Jeff Pittman, kind of his program, getting the uh, you know getting these guys ready, their bodies ready. I can't wait to see and hear kind of reports on how the strength and conditioning program is so much different now than it was in the previous administration because those stories are going to happen, and it's going to be great. But I wanted to spend a few minutes talking, Lindsay, about some of the guys that were not early enrollees, but guys that are going to be joining this program over the next two months. And really, a lot of these guys we haven't talked about, and we're not really going to talk about the transfer guys because we all those guys have specific episodes dedicated to them. But just guys that were part of the 2021 signing class out of high school slash JUCO. And, um, I mean, I guess really just kind of what we expect from them this year, which isn't a whole lot for most of these guys. But I, I think it'd be a good thing to kind of talk about um, where some of these guys are because a lot of these names we haven't talked about in a while. So 
Uh, we'll just go in order of uh, Nathan King's article on Auburn Undercover. Safety, Caden Bridges. He was the number 150 safety in the 2021 class per Auburn Undercover. Look, his role could have possibly been a lot bigger if it wasn't for the transfer portal, but Auburn hit defensive back early and often throughout this offseason. Yeah, you know, he's he's a bigger guy, 6'2", 190, so you have to like the length. Uh, you you can build muscle in the weight room. You can't make a guy taller. Right. So, so you love the potential there. He's going to have an uphill battle just because, like you said, we did so much work in the portal, but obviously – you know, he has some playmaking ability from his time in college. He can play a lot of different roles on the back end of the defense. And he's going to definitely be somebody that we have to rely on going forward in the subsequent years for depth and for playmaking ability because we have so many NFL-bound guys or so many um, so many guys who are on the back end of their eligibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornerback A.D. Diamond, he was ranked the 116th corner per 247. Look, anytime a corner steps onto Auburn's campus, I believe in them early and often just with how they've been able to develop guys. I know it's a different administration, but until I'm proven otherwise, look, I think he could be a good depth piece, assuming he plays a little bit this season. But this is a guy, maybe his junior year, he kind of pops, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, forgot about this guy. And all of a sudden he has a chance to be a starter in the SEC. Yeah, you know, he's he's small, but he's fast. And so he's one of those guys that I look at for Auburn to give him some time in the weight room. He's only 171. So give him some time to put a little bit of weight on him and he'll be somewhere around 5'11", 190. And I can see him running the nickel for two years and then probably being a late day three pick or an undrafted guy towards the NFL. Just a lot of quickness to his game that's really going to be useful in the future. Yeah, and I mean, Auburn's done so good with some of these smaller defensive backs, I'm not even worried about it. Like, Jay Jones, he's got multiple Super Bowls at this point. I mean, even Jalen Simpson, he won the job opposite Roger McCreary last year. So, yeah, I I think it's great. Linebacker, Joko Willis, and this guy is a Juco, and you pointed this out while we were talking before we started recording, Lindsay. It's weird. Juco player uh, with four years of eligibility. Yeah, it's really odd. He he redshirted in 2019, and then the 2020 fall season obviously didn't happen, was moved to spring of 2021. His old school just wrapped up their season like two weeks ago, and he he spent now a year and a half in a college weight room, but he hasn't seen the field. And so four years of eligibility, um, but he's already done a lot of that physical maturation. So I really think that he's going to make an impact sooner rather than later. We have a lot of depth in that linebacker room. That's the position I'm least worried about. But as soon as next season, I think you can see him playing a bigger a bigger part than a lot of the other signees in this class. I'm just curious to see which linebacker he is because linebacker has more than one meeting in this Derek Mason defense. Is he going to be an edge linebacker? Is he going to be a stand-up defensive end? Or is he going to be in the middle of the field? Based on some of the stuff that I've seen in his like natural athleticism, I kind of want to see him be a guy that's coming off the edge in a speed rushing, you know, a pass rushing standpoint, but we'll see. That's going to be the most interesting story for Willis to me is like, what exactly is he? What type of linebacker is he? And maybe he is, you know, a weak side linebacker when it's all said and done. I'm not sure, but it sounds like he's a little rangy. It sounds like he's got a good first step. But like you said, we haven't really seen him play at that, you know, junior college level despite him being there for two seasons. So we'll see. We will see. But I I like this guy. I think he's very, very athletic. I remember when he committed, I was very, very excited about what he brings to the table athletically. 
still. You, you kind of wonder with all of these guys getting in so late, how much of an impact can they make in 2021? And I think Willis has a chance. And then this next guy that we're talking about, running back Jarquez Hunter, uh, just because he is in a position of need, a dire position of need. But look, we were talking about this too, Lindsay. If Jarquez Hunter, the running back, comes in and does not play in 2021, that could be a good thing because it could mean that Auburn's running backs stayed healthy when you talk about Tank and when you talk about Shivers. Yeah, so a couple things on Jarquez Hunter. One, what an amazing segue from Joko Willis to Jarquez Hunter. Sure. Props to Zach Blackerby. That's why you're the best. Stop it. Get out of here. Yeah, no – so Hunter, 5'10, 190. Um, he's a state champion in Mississippi in the 100 meter dash. So he's got a lot of speed. And we know that Tank and Sean are plenty fast, but I feel like just that that sheer home run threat is something that he's going to, if he does see the field, it's gonna be, I feel like, in situations we've manufactured to give him a chance to get the ball in space and to go. I personally think he may be a contender to be one of our returners simply because he is so fast and it would be a good way for them to ease him into the speed of the SEC while still keeping him active and engaged on game day in case they need him on offense. So I'm excited about his potential. And I'm, you know, I'm like you said, if we don't see him, it's either great or it's terrible. And I'm hoping it's because we don't see him because Tank and Sean said healthy all year. Lindsay, I don't know if I've talked to you about your thoughts on Devin Barrett because I mean, and Nathan puts this in his, you know, little blib on a uh, Jarquez Hunter in this article in Auburn Undercover, but, you know, it's three scholarship-wide receivers, but, like, really, it's almost like it's two and a half. No disrespect to Barrett. I mean, I was very high on Barrett when he was a freshman. I just don't like the the fact that he's changed positions once and then kind of again, and then, you know, he's back to the offensive side of the football. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Hunter was actually the third running back. Like, that would not surprise me. After watching Devin Barrett at A-Day, you could see that it was almost like it was a new position for him again. It had been long enough where I don't necessarily know if he kept a lot of that, for lack of a better word, institutional knowledge, that muscle memory on playing running back. And so I do think you'll see Hunter more than Devin Barrett unless everything just comes back and clicks for Barrett sometime in fall camp. It, at the end of spring, it didn't look like he was comfortable at running back. So maybe it clicked, but I think what's more than likely is you end up seeing Hunter as the third and Barrett possibly as the, the fourth. Uh, if not at the beginning of the season, then at least by the season end, you'll see that. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by a new sponsor, Lindsey Crosby. This is uh this is made in and I posted a a quick little video or a boomerang on Locked On Auburn's Instagram story. Uh, they have all of these awesome, awesome uh, different things to really help me, who's not that good of a cook, be able to cook things. Awesome cookware, awesome kitchenware. They've got all kinds of knives as well as different pots and pans. I have a made in stainless steel nonstick skillet. And it's been awesome. It's been awesome. My wife used it to make a fried egg sandwich for breakfast Sunday morning. I cooked. Uh, I cooked with it, making uh, you know frying up some chicken as well. And so I, I think it's is an awesome, awesome, awesome. Can't stress it enough. Um, company 
to uh, to buy some of their stuff. I mean, they made and produce professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products. They really like what Locked On is doing, and they really want to get their their products in our listeners' kitchens. So go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com, the best place to buy parts for your car, truck, or SUV. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to RockAuto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV, and please write Locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. Lindsay, as we work our way through the the guys that are going to be enrolling on Auburn's campus, stepping foot on Auburn's campus over the next two months, we are now to defensive tackle Ian Matthews, who is a very big boy, 6'5", 270 pounds. I can't wait to see him get in um, this new strength and uh, strength uh, program, put some extra weight on him. And also, by the way, Nick Eason, who's coached in the NFL for the better part of a decade, I think he's going to love love working with a guy like Ian Matthews. Bro, Ian Matthews was a standout basketball player in in high school at 6'5", 270. He can move. He's nimble. I can see him easily just getting set up in Jeff Pittman's program, putting on a good, healthy 20 pounds yeah. and just being a complete force down the middle of this defense. Yeah. And I think with his athleticism and his size, I mean, he could be a 3-4 defensive end and you scoot him in in pass rushing situations on third and long. I mean, that's he's going to give you some type of versatility when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he didn't have incredibly huge pass rushing stats in high school simply because he was the biggest player on the field. He was the guy that was taking up all the blocks. But if you watch his highlights – it's double teams, triple teams, and right. he's fighting through it. And so I think he's a good fit for that three, four end position where your job is to occupy more than one blocker so the linebackers can make tackles. Another um, you safety. Know, you, you got anything else, man? I'm sorry to cut you off. Just go ahead. I was very excited about uh about having Ian Matthews on this team. Yep, for sure. Another safety, Juwan Gaston, a guy that I've heard nothing but good things about. It sounds like he's excited to work under Derek Mason. Um, but I mean, a guy with a, a ridiculous amount of upside, and he was one of the few of guys that we're talking about today that actually signed with Harson's staff. A lot of these guys either signed early or they signed not knowing who the next head coach would be. But yeah, Gaston committed to this staff, which is um, which is exciting. Yeah, four star out of Montgomery, 5'11", 187. So you have to be excited. He was a offense, defense, special teams like Iron Man when he was in high school, you love to see the guys who are high profile enough where they don't have to play special teams, but they still do Yeah, kind of gives you an idea of the mentality that they're bringing to the program. Uh, very excited for what he's going to do. He had a great Alabama, Mississippi all-star game 
I remember seeing some of the highlights from that because I believe we had another recruit in there. Um, very bright future for him. Excited to see what Derek Mason does with him. Offensive tackle Colby Smith. Uh, he was the number one offensive tackle in this 2021 class per 247. I think this is, I mean, 6'8", 320 pounds. Big Auburn, boy. Auburn fans have been craving getting offensive tackles out of high school, and Colby Smith is one. I think it's going to be a year or two before we see anything come from him, but I think when it's his time, it's going to be really, really refreshing to see a guy that's not like just transferring in or starting a defensive tackle and moved over to play tackle. It's going to be nice to see a groomed and developed offensive tackle that Auburn brought in from high school. If he takes a little while to develop into a starter, that's fine. You very rarely see freshmen, like true freshmen on the offensive line in the SEC, but he's got the frame where he can add even more weight and he's already, he's already a big boy. He's got good flexibility. He needs to be a little more consistent with his technique, but that's why you bring him in, you redshirt him as a freshman, and then you let him start three or four years for Auburn. Um, I'm just glad we finally have a freshman, like sorry, a high school offensive tackle. It's so it's weird. Forever. It was so weird that all those stats that came out after we got him. It's just like it's been years. Like Gus Malzahn and his staff could not get an offensive tackle to commit to him. Craziest thing. All right, moving on here. Um, defensive end Tobeki Akoli, super athletic guy, 6'5, 255 pounds, moves very, very well. Um, you know, Nathan has in his, this article that he's viewed as a project player who could be a pass rushing guy down the road. I think his build at 6'5", 255 is exactly what you want from a potential edge player at some point in his Auburn career. Yeah. You know, they call him a, a good athlete. He can cover a lot of ground quickly, but still learning techniques. So same thing. You expect him probably with the depth we have on the defensive line, he's going to red shirt this year. He's going to get in that program and the weight room and put on a, probably a good 10, 15 pounds of muscle um, and still be able to maintain his speed and be a pass rushing threat. Uh, it's just a, now we get to see, can Nick Eason teach a lot of these things that he did in, in college and in the pros? Can he teach this and put it into someone else? And if a is successful, it means we made the right hire and hiring Nick Eason. All right, moving on here, wide receiver Hal Presley. We'll lump these guys together. And wide receiver Tarvarish Dawson. I'm so bad at analyzing receivers coming out of high school because, like, all of their tape, it always is impressive because these guys are just so much more athletic than the guys going up against in these highlight tapes. It's like they're just constantly getting 60-yard touchdowns play, uh, play after play. So, I'm not going to like guarantee anything like this, but it is interesting to see Auburn get two receivers in this class that people are very, very excited about. I don't really have a whole lot to add to this other than Tarvarish Dawson. Um, he was listed as an athlete on a lot of recruiting sites and some places even recruited him as a defensive player, as a corner, but he wanted to play receiver. So Auburn's like, yeah, cool. Come play receiver for us. Um, but this coaching staff didn't recruit him. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this coaching staff sees him. I'm sure they're going to let him come in and try to play receiver um, for a few seasons. Then, you know, if, if the playing time doesn't work out and, you know, they may give him a chance to play corner, I don't know. But I think that's worth noting. But other than that, I mean, Hal Presley and, and Tarvarish Dawson both have upside. It's just going to take time to see if it plays out or not. Yeah. Hal Presley being that 6'3", 190, you immediately think of that 
that larger Seth Williams type of receiver who's making contested catches down the field and Tavares Dawson being 5'10", 175. It's right there in the article. You know, you think about Ryan Davis, that little, you know, that little guy who's just catching short passes and evading dudes and making his way downfield on screens and stuff. Um, I do really think it'll be interesting to see if Dawson sticks on offense, like you said, wasn't recruited by this staff. It feels like we have a lot of receivers. Like that room is rather crowded. Yeah. And so with as many defensive players as we have, as many secondary guys as we have, who we keep talking about could enter the NFL, could go early. It'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't expect anything to happen this season, but maybe in the next the next offseason, does Dawson get moved to defense or does he transfer out because they want him to move? But either way, they both have the tools to be successful. It's just a matter of giving them some time to – get used to the, the the speed and the size of the SEC. All right, two more guys that we're going to talk about. Defensive tackle Marquise Robinson, highly rated defensive lineman, listed at 6'4", 300 pounds. I think, you know, you, you saw Auburn bring in Tony Fair this offseason. Kind of makes you wonder, okay, after Fair and Truesdale are done after this season, all right, you got Lee Hunter, but who's the big body? Who's the 300-plus pound body that you have inside? It could be... Marquise Robinson, once this is all said and done. So I think that's exciting. He moves really well for his size. And then the last guy that I want to mention, Lindsey, this uh, edge defensive end, Dylan Brooks. And Dylan Brooks is the guy that was committed to Tennessee, and then they fired Pruitt, and there was just this total disaster that went in uh, with everything going on with the recruiting at Tennessee. And so he then chose Auburn, which was a huge win for Brian Harson. It really kind of shaped up this class. I mean, this was the number six edge rusher per 247 in the entire country. Once again, I, I don't think he's going to make an impact year one, but they may give him the chance just because he's such a high-profile player. Yeah, Dylan Brooks being a, a Tennessee commit and then leaving, you know, you you hate to see it. You, you, you hate to see it. We, we you, took him away, yeah. You hate to see Tennessee lose a guy as talented as Dylan Brooks, but it's something where, you know, we brought him home. He's from an hour north of here in Roanoke, and so, you know, we got him to come back to Auburn, sign with this program, and, it's, you know, he had offers from Alabama and a bunch of other big programs. So it's, this was a great get for this new staff. Uh, and I think that he's going to pair well with Marquise Robinson, just looking at some of Robinson's high school tape. I mean, he played nose and David to tackle multiple fronts as a junior. Um, you know, his senior season got messed up because of COVID and whatnot, but these two guys are probably going to end up being anchors on the defensive line for a couple of years. And I, you know, and Robinson, especially I'm really high on, simply because he already has that size and he's already been playing that role. And so it's going to be rather easy for Mason to put him in once Fair and Truesdale are done um, with this final super senior eligibility. Yeah, I think the timing's going to work out really well for Marquise Robinson. All right, other transfers that will enroll over the next two months. Eculiota, the edge slash defensive end out of Northwestern. Cornerback Drayshon Miller, the standout corner, the elite corner from West Virginia. We just mentioned Tony Fair from UAB, the defensive tackle. By Darius Knighton, who we all assume is going to be the nickel corner. Um, and then Donovan Kaufman, the safety from Vandy. Defensive end Marcus Harris from Kansas. And quarterback TJ Finley from LSU. All right, we will continue our conversation in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by the best-tasting protein bar ever. Lindsey Crosby, what is the best-tasting protein bar ever? That's Built Bar. It is Built Bar. In fact, it's not even close. 
it, it looks like a candy bar. It tastes mm-hmm. like a candy bar. It does. You, uh, you, you trick yourself when you eat it because you're like, how in the world is this healthy? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I just know that it's good for you. That's a lot of protein. It's very low in calories, virtually no sugar whatsoever. In fact, some of the bars are even keto friendly, which I love. And also, Lindsay, and you could talk about this more than I can, but uh, there are plenty of different kinds of bars that meet different types of dietary restrictions. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, I think it's magic. These things are great. It shouldn't be able to taste this good, be this healthy. Like that doesn't usually go together. No. But whether it's the salted caramel, it's the peanut butter brownie, the cherry barcia. Yes. It's good and funny. Yes. This is just like the best possible option as far as protein bars on the market. It's Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Lindsay, we got a few more minutes left. Intern Jaws, former intern Jaws, Lance, who's definitely a friend of the show, put a question out in the Locked On Auburn Discord. And he said, would love to hear which game you're most looking forward to this season, whether it be a game you have tickets to or a revenge game from last season or just the Iron Bowl, because that's never a wrong answer. And so this is kind of be going to be a topic that we'll probably talk about throughout the week because I really like that question. And it's the offseason. Um, so Tiger Histalmos says Iron Bowl. I never miss that game when it's in Auburn. Film Junkie says game one, first game back with full capacity. The crowd just might go insane. Caveman Life Coach says going to try to make the Georgia game. First big game with full capacity, probably going to lose. But if we win, that would be an incredible first game for his daughter. Be more positive. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll skip your answer. unless you give it in just a second. Um, Kyle says Georgia at home. Really want Harson to start a trend of regularly beating Georgia. D.D. Moultrie Stan account says I'm ready to see a complete offense with real scheme and checks and balances. So the first game... Uh, Georgia at home for me is what Burger King foot lettuce says. These names, man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, SEC home opener, first SEC game post COVID. We're going to that game undefeated. It's going to be wild. So there's a lot of different answers here. Mine is probably uh, going to LSU. I'm just oddly confident. I've talked about this time and time again on the podcast, Lindsay. I'm just really, really confident about that game. And I think Auburn's going to win it. And, the hype and the buzz and the storyline, especially if Auburn beats Penn State, I mean, that could be, that becomes a national story. Yeah, I don't see Brian Harson subscribing to the voodoo of us on the road at LSU. Sure. But but for me, honestly, it's Penn State because... It's going to be fun. You know, the first two games, we've got Akron and Alabama State, and on paper, that feels like just Jim's and Joe's Ours are going to be theirs. We don't have to rely on the X's and O's. Right. And so Penn State will be the first matchup against a team that is 
on our level. And then you consider it's not only going to be a, a na- good name opponent, but it's going to be at their house in the evening in their iconic thing, the whiteout. You know, I am just very excited for, um, for Auburn to go into iconic Happy Valley and make it Sad Valley for a night when we win. <laughs> I am very excited. I am not excited enough to pay that money to go to it, but I am still excited for that game because you're going to see this fully armed and operational offense. I, I, I can't wait for that game because if Auburn wins, my wife's side of the family is never going to hear the end of it. I mean, I married into a very Big Ten heavy family, and half of the family is they're Ohio State grads, and the other half are Penn State grads. And so, like, we were already talking smack when I went up there for Christmas two seasons ago and met half of these people. It's like, oh, we're going to whoop y'all in two years. Um, so, like, that, that's going to be a lot of fun. I was planning on going to this game until the New England Patriots schedule came out, and I'm like, mm, I can't afford to go to Penn State and the two games that I want to go to for, for New England. So, like, that's a bummer. Why does Brady have to, you know, Brady coming back to Foxborough have to be, like, more expensive than a Super Bowl? Why does that have to happen? Because he's been in a lot of Super Bowls, and this is only the one. This is the one time he'll go back to New England. But I will say, as somebody who's my team has lost to your team, I can confirm they will never hear the end of it if Auburn wins. Uh, oh, I can confirm that is true. I am a terrible winner. I am an awful yeah. winner. I'm also a terrible yeah. loser too. So, Not telling me anything I didn't know. Yeah, you know, I've heard I've heard enough twenty-eight to three references for a long time. Sure. Um, as I wear but, my Cam Newton breaking tea shirt as we record this. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I understand the urge to say Akron because it's the first game of the year where it's a full game. But listen, we're not like, excited about Akron. Get out of here. We're not excited that. about Akron. We're just excited to see Auburn play. But the game you're really looking forward to Penn State, LSU, Georgia, Iron Bowl. Pretty sure those are the only acceptable answers, unless maybe you just married a South Carolina grad and you're excited for that revenge game so we can hopefully not lose i mean other than that the acceptable answers here are iron bowl georgia lsu penn state i want um i want the the auburn arkansas series to like get more heated than it used to be one because of like the mutual disdain for uh for for chad morris but also the whole like backward snap thing i want that to never go away I want that to be revisited every year when we play Arkansas. I want Brian Harson to just have a little, little bit of petty in him and say, wait, so Gus dropped 51 on Arkansas. Okay. I'm going to beat that and just go like fifth, like mid fifties every year. Like it's just his goal to outperform Gus's best performance against Arkansas ever. He's like, wait, Gus ran for 320. I'm going to hit 350. Okay, let's do that. Right. Like that's what I'm looking forward to is just the continued owning of Arkansas. Lindsey Crosby, how can people find you and hear you? I am at Auburn Banker and all the socials and on the Discord, as well as 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, with you on News Talk WANI. Yes. Yes. News Talk WANI.com is how you can hear that on the interwebs or on your dial, 98.7 FM, if you're in Lee County. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Black or be the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a Charlie Tuesday right here on Locked on Auburn.